Joe Mayer, Bedrock Petroleum Consultants. One of the reasons we wanted to talk today was because of the Finn Feather Fur Food Festival, September 21st at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. Uh, you were promoting this on your social media and it caught my eye. And the part that really caught my eye was is that this is one of those events where you want people to come outside of the energy industry. You want people to invite people that are outside of the industry to come and experience an event. So talk to me a little bit about this event and what goes into it. So this event is, um, I am the uh, committee chair for, and what it is, is it's a family-friendly event that we can invite everybody within the industry. We have, but we really, with all of the bad press and all of the media basically latching on to anything negative that has to do with oil and gas we really wanted to show more of a personal side to the industry and if anybody comes that is maybe on the fence or really against oil and gas see that it is a family and it is something that you know it's people working and going to make a living nobody's trying to pollute the groundwater nobody's trying to do these things that we're always accused of and Oil and gas, um, the industry in Denver, and some of the events that we hold in the past and here now recently is really aimed towards oil and gas people getting with oil and gas people, and it's usually adult-style events. So this is one that we really like to let everybody know that, I mean, we are going to have pony rides, we're going to have balloon animals, space painting, where it is really a family-friendly event, a lot of great food being cooked. Um by, like I said, operators and service companies alike. So you kind of get to see the full spectrum of the oil and gas industry here in Denver. And um, we all of the proceeds are going towards either a precious child um, charity or, and at the end of the event, obviously there is a ton of amazing food that's prepared that is left over. All of that food is brought by our security um, administrator to the VA hospital to brighten the day of some of our vets that might be hurting or not able to leave and get some really, I mean, restaurant quality barbecue and fish dishes and some really good things. So it's, we encourage people to invite their neighbors, invite their friends and really have anybody out there that wants to really see the industry as, as people and not just what you see in the news every day. Are you getting good success from people signing up and, and expressing interest, whether it be sponsors, that sort of thing? If you feel, uh, feel free to mention any of them or, or, you know, put a plug out there if you're still looking for them. Yeah, we're always looking for new teams. Um, we, coming out of the downturn, we definitely had a lull in a lot of um, service companies and operators alike sponsoring events. Just the money wasn't there. So this year, you know, we've been growing every year we had 14 cook teams last year which as you're walking around is a lot of food but uh, we're definitely looking to grow that i mean we've got um Verdad, we've got Incana, we've got centennial a lot of these companies that are are actually going to be cooking at the event along with redneck pipe and bedrock and enzyme and a lot of these companies that service the bigger operators and the smaller operators uh, coming out and cooking as well. So it's you really get the full spectrum of the entire side of the industry. So last year we had about 300 people through the door. Um, and that was everybody from participants to cook teams to people just coming out to the event. 
Uh, and we charge uh, a door fee for people to come in, but it's 16 and under free. And that really tries to encourage them to just bring the whole family up because there's not a lot of events where your wife and your three-year-old can come out and actually enjoy the event, um, get their face painted, ride a pony, you know, just something where the parents can enjoy it, the kids can enjoy it, and it's a family experience as well as being something supportive of our industry and supportive of some free charities. Do you have any idea what kind of food's going to be made? Oh gosh! As of last year, so the the name, as the name implies, it's a it's a competition where you either cook a fin, a fish, a fin, a feather, or a fur. So you kind of have, and there's awards for each, and then there's an overall award. So we had everything from ribs to fish tacos to um, jambalaya to grilled chicken to briskets to pork bellies. I mean, it is just a full spectrum of all different food and. A lot of these companies like will like redneck pipe will bring guys out of texas that they bring their 30-foot smoker out and make some of the best ribs i've ever had and then you've got other companies that are based in louisiana that will come out with gumbo and uh, boudin and some of these um, regional foods that you really don't get up here in denver so it's 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 really i can't even explain all the different things because every year people get so creative trying to win these awards that the food is just a full spectrum and off the charts. I'm fortunate enough to be involved with the Bakken Barbecue. We do a fundraiser for Make-A-Wish. I've been the MC for five years now. And no. I, I always talk about the barbecue bravado. That's the competition, the, the, the bravado that gets infused into these competitions and and that sort of thing. Do you guys have a trophy? Do you, is it just bragging rights? Talk to me about what type of bravado is involved here. So there is a best fin, a best feather, a best fur, a best drink, because we do, each team does also do kind of a signature drink with their meal, uh, some alcoholic, some non. Um, and then there's a best overall, and then there's a best theme. Um, and each one of these trophies, the best overall is a traveling trophy. So it's, you get to see kind of who's won over the last nine years, 10 years. And you get that trophy in your office for a year and then it goes away where you're wanting to get it back. And there is that bravado, that competition that comes with it. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. We have some amazing trophies. It's something that you really would want to display in your office and people come in and can see. And it, it is kind of a, you know, show off your in something other than just your job. It's something that's um, like the, like you're talking about with the barbecue bravado, it's something something different, and it's a lot of fun, and there's some great trophies, and um, the theme is really cool because, like, for instance, one year Anadarko came out with this full tropical theme, and you had drilling managers running around in monkey suits, and then you had four point that came out last year with a full game of thrones theme everybody dressed up as all the characters and it's just a lot of fun in that regard and there's an award this year is actually new for the best theme as well joe mayer with us bedrock petroleum consultants and as well as the finn feather fur food festival september 21st at the jefferson county fairgrounds where is the jefferson county fairgrounds right near golden Oh, no kidding. Well, that's people can make a day of it. So uh, 21st, uh, what day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. So oh, again, great. It's something that, you know, kids aren't in school. You're not at work. It's something that, again, we want to really encourage people to bring their families out. It's a 
fun event and it's something that you can do it's fairly inexpensive and you eat all day drink whatever you would like and it's, it's just really really something that could turn a saturday into a great great experience any final thoughts uh kind of recap a little bit what uh what what you can expect and uh just kind of uh some of the bullet points of the event yeah no it's um it's going to be a great great day where you can bring family out like i said there are pony rides for the littler ones and face painting and some amazing food by cooked by some amazing people in an amazing industry and it we would encourage people to definitely come out invite their friends tell everybody about it give people who might have a sour perception of our industry to come out and see the real people that are involved in it and that we're not all evil billionaires and trying to destroy the world it's all of other families and great people and i just encourage everybody to come out cook teams are definitely welcome it's a great space to show your brand or for operators to get out into the community and really offset some of that negative energy and negative information and misinformation that's being put out there by media outlets or a lot of groups that go doc- knocking door to door that just is misinformation bedrock petroleum consultants what is it you guys consult uh we actually manage um, drilling completions consultants production um basically we help staff for operators for in field 1099 and w2 contractors and then run all of their payments and payroll and um, invoicing through us a lot of the uh, connecting so to speak the connecting and then um, all the compliance and insurance and everything they need to be on location for major operators. What goes into a you know you drilling supervisors for example? Um, mm-hmm. How does that you know if somebody's in the Bakken and they want to get to the DJ? Is that what you do? You connect them there and just kind of show them where the latest place is, or is it like a headhunting type thing when it comes to? I'm just throwing drilling supervisor out there as a. Um, example because those are often in demand yeah so basically um what we do is um twofold so on the operator side i'm going into the anadarkos or i guess the oxys um bps and such and seeing what they need as far as on-site consultants um, drilling or completions or production or facilities and seeing what they need and what skill set they need and um and how much they're willing to pay and where the location is and so on and so forth and uh I go through my resumes and my contacts of whom I know is looking to either make a change or rig his drop. So they're looking for new opportunities. And I present two or three options over to the operator. And then they choose one of them interview. And if they decide to bring them on, then we run all the background for them as far as payroll or invoicing. And then that's one side of it. And the other side of it is I'm meeting consultants in the field, uh, talking to guys over the phone, meeting in person to see as they call me and ask for either new opportunities, new locations, or that their rig was laid down and they need more opportunities where I gather all of my resumes so that once I get find an opportunity, I can propose them to an operator. How about the compliance side of things? Uh, how, how detailed or in-depth do you get with the compliance side? So what we do is it's all operator dependent. Some operators do background checks, other do pre-employment 
drug screenings, either through random drug, drug screenings. And basically we take that off of the consultant and we run all of that um, through our system and we keep track of any randoms or we get all of the um, initial drug testing and background checks done. We also verify well control, certification, safety certifications, anything that they need or required to have on location. We make sure that they have all of that so both the operator and the consultants aren't really worrying about that. They can just do their jobs. That seems like it free up quite a bit of time and energy, that sort of thing. Uh, have you seen any trends when it comes to compliance? Anything in terms of uh, a rise on certain areas? Um, you know, yep. la last time I, I did a story on this, it was kind of when they started, you know, you mentioned drug testing. That's what made me think of it. They were using hair follicles, and that was relatively new. Um, yeah, anything like that, that, you know? I see some of that occasionally. It's pretty rare. It's usually like the Chesapeake's of the world that um, utilize third-party safety companies like TAPFIN or ASAP or uh, DISA, that those companies kind of push the operator into using some of them more extreme cases. Usually it's just a urinalysis or a blood test to determine those things. Um, really, it hasn't had much movement one way or the other. There's always been, you know, background checks, looking for any felonies, looking for any gun charges, stuff like that. And then drug testing, they're, they're usually going back 30 days to 90 days. It's nothing too extreme. Also have other operators that um, don't really do much background. We as a company will do background checks on people just because they are representing our company. But uh, if the operator doesn't require it, we don't provide that information to the operator that's all confidential within, within Bedrock. You mentioned out in the field. Um, what are some of the things out in the field that you're doing out there? I mean, you're actually physically going out to the location, right? Yeah, meeting with guys that are um, sitting locations and um, just talking with them to see, you know, if they're happy where they're at, if they're happy with the company that's representing them, and seeing if I can help in any way or just basically introducing myself to people if they're ever in any need of um, my services. I can. Uh, they can have my contact information. How far How far do you go? You're out of Denver. I mean, you go all the way to Grand Junction, up to Wyoming, down to New Mexico, or just around North the North Dakota, area? to New Mexico. Oh, up to North Dakota even, huh? Yep. Boy, I tell you. What's going on in Denver these days? Um, there's a lot of brouhaha when it comes to the oil and gas activity from, you, know, you can say, Whiting's uh, recent announcement to laying off mm -hmm. a third of the people to the governor coming out and saying the war on oil and gas creating uncertainty in the market to uh weld county stepping up and trying to take charge of these uh, new regulations uh just kind of a boots on the ground with your everyday activities that you're observing out there in the energy world when it comes to colorado you know there was definitely a big scare um when some of that legislation was coming through especially the first um bill that came through that was shot down and then of course with the uh, senate bill that came through that 181 that actually made it through there was definitely some apprehension especially with uh, operators that only uh, operate in colorado uh, the verdads of the world um and trying to obviously mitigate risk of you know if this legislation passes luckily the one that passed obviously as you know was a little bit more open-ended let the counties decide so of course the normals of um, adams and boulder and more of the less conservative counties have started shutting things down, but it gave Weld County um, an opportunity to open the floodgates. So 
we're seeing some of the apprehension in the DJ starting to wane a little bit just because of that. Uh, starting to see maybe a little more activity. The market as a whole is definitely in a bit of a downtrend with uh, geopolitical unrest as well as oil prices, of course. And so it's been a little stagnant here recently, but, um, but definitely some of the political side of things are starting to relax a little bit with, um, with Weld County fighting back.